Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi, and this is Satvik Trinavas. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. And this week, Satvik, man, playoff race, it's heating up. In the AFC, we got 12 teams, 12 teams competing for six spots. And the NFC, we got six teams competing for two spots. Lots of possibilities, lots of outcomes. Let's get right into it. Yeah, we got a lot to unpack from week 16 in the NFL. Let's start with Saturday Saturday night football, man. You called it. The Colts went down into Arizona. Statement win. Talk to me. What went down? I think it was just Carson Wentz stepping up in the right moments. Um, First half was really we saw the potential, right? You're talking just four incompletions or extremely low number of incompletions, right? Efficient football. He got the football out quick. He was gelling it well with the run. That's what you want to see. Now, slow start to the second half, but when it mattered most, he rolled out left and showed his potential, right? Cross body throw, back of the end zone. He finds the receiver for the touchdown that puts the Colts up for good, right? And this is, we're seeing the potential from Carson Wentz. And that's why I really like that's that's That was a real shining moment of this game is the potential that we saw from Carson Wentz and what this Colts team can become going into the desert and winning in Arizona. That's a tall task, but they overcame it. And I'm telling you, man, this Colts team, I said it, do not be shocked to see them championship weekend or even in the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude, that throw you talked about, rolling left, back of the end zone, that brought me 2017 flashbacks, seeing that. <laughs> and, dude, as if you could almost brought a tear to my eye. But t- talking about this game, right, a lot of good for the Colts. You know, they had a lot of offensive line injuries as well, but you still saw them establish that run game, get it going, a huge run in the first half for Jonathan Taylor. But looking at the Cardinals, here are my two things, my two cents here. Again, this is just one of those wins where I feel like that element of like high percentage throws, moving the ball, you know, it just isn't there. And I'm, I'm thinking back to like that last drive when Kyler Murray hasn't going and then he's under pressure, he's floating back, trying to do something. Like, it's the same thing over and over again with the Cardinals offense for this past few weeks. There hasn't been anything easy to jumpstart them, get them going. But if there a lot, is... A lot of that actually has to do with D-Hop not being there, right? We right. talk about short, easy completions to get the chains moving. That's what D-Hop really did, right? You need a 10-yard in, you got D-Hop. You need a 10-yard comeback, a 12-yard comeback, that's D-Hop right there. So a lot of that is actually the injuries that the Cardinals are facing right now. It, it's tough, man. It's right. Tough. It's true, but... You know, if you're a playoff football team, you got to be able to overcome that. And I just expect more from this Cardinals team. And, and it's not like we, we we talked a lot about the Cardinals wide receiver depth, right? Right. AJ Green is still a solid receiver. You got Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, right? So a lot of capable guys still there in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's any like positives to take away from this, I guess one for the Cardinals with all the mistakes they made, dude, they were still in this game. If you can just... Right. When you're a team that's battling injuries, your star receivers out, you can't make it harder on yourself and put yourself in a hole like that. You know, two missed field goals, a safety turnovers. It's it's just not good football. But if there's a silver lining there, it's that 
you do all of that and you're still in a position to almost, you know, compete, win this game. And the second thing, I know if you look at the stat sheet, you know, you don't watch the game, you just pull up the box score. Johnson Taylor went wild, right? But if you think about it, man, there was a stat in the middle of the game where the this Arizona defense had the most tackle for losses in one game against this Colts team. There was it, it was not easy for Johnson Taylor to get all these yards. That Cardinals defense is the bright spot right now, and they're they're uh, the defense is what's going to have to get them out of this slump. And I just still think there's potential. I'm not ready to you know, deem this as a one and out team in the playoffs. They're going to, you know, get smacked in that first round. But I was not impressed with what I saw Saturday night. I mean, they might have to play the Buccaneers first round. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. They might be smacking. It might be a smacking. Um, you know, with this win here, the Colts move up to a four-way tie in the middle of the AFC playoff picture. The Bengals, Bills, Colts, Patriots all sitting at nine and six and it's at this point you got to win out you got to win out to secure your spot in in the playoffs because it is it's it's just so tight it is very extremely tight in the afc one game one loss it could take you all the way down to maybe the 10th or 11th seed i mean that's how competitive it is yeah absolutely and and you brought up the bengals they're sitting there at the top of this four-way tie the three seed currently nine and six there's out here sweeping the AFC North. And I do not know what I was thinking last week, picking the Ravens to go into Cincinnati, beat this team. And I've got to apologize, man. I have not given this Bengals team enough respect for what Joe Burrow and that offense did. And at the same time, you know, with the injuries and everything that Ravens defense was absolutely horrendous, but I've got to apologize. I, I do not think I've given enough respect to this team and, and they're legit. Yeah. I, I told you, man, about the diversification of the weapons. You know, Jamar Chase has been the headliner, but we saw each of these Bengals threats go off, right? You had T Higgins, 12 catches, 194 yards and two touchdowns, man. I hope you were starting him in fantasy because he dropped a boatload of points. You know, obviously, Jamar Chase, seven catches, 125 yards. He don't give you that every single week. Tyler Boyd, three catches, 85 yards, one touchdown. Joe Mixon, he had 18 carries, 65 yards, one touchdown. And as a receiver, he had six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown, right? So we're seeing the Bengals really show that it's not just Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. No, that's not the only connection we're brewing in Cincinnati. We got a lot of other weapons out here. This offense is dangerous, man. They are, they are dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other teams here in the mix, the Colts, it's going to be interesting this week. Um, they don't have Carson Wentz. He's uh, on the COVID list. Uh, I heard a little birdie telling me that maybe Phillip Rivers could be coming back this week. I might be interesting there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's really going to be coming back for one week, but Hey, maybe it's going to be like seeing uh, Big Ben in a Colts uniform, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, Outside of that, the Patriots. I guess this is a good point to bring up the Bills-Patriots win. Uh, The Bills win over the Patriots. Uh, That was a statement win to me. I don't know, man. I heard a lot last week about the Patriots winning by multiple scores and stuff like that. 
I don't know. What do, you, what, do you, what do you have to say about that? I'm gonna have to swallow my words here. I'm gonna have to swallow <sighs> my words here. I was I was wrong. I I didn't see that coming. Um, for the for the Patriots, it starts with Mac Jones. Um, I talked about the Bills did not see the full potential of the Patriots' offense. Well, I mean, there wasn't much there to see. Like the rushing attack was lethal as always. Damian Harris was an absolute monster. Uh, but Mac Jones, he just was not on target through a pick. It, it, it sort of took away from what this Patriots offense was getting at. The defense was making key stops and, and providing the opportunity for the offense to stay in the game. But when you have an offense that isn't taking advantage of it, you're going to lose, especially to good teams like Buffalo. So it, it, it just starts with Mac Jones. He looked like a rookie. He, he looked like a rookie uh, against the Bills. And if the Patriots want to win, he's going to have to play like they were on the win streak, clean, efficient football, deliver it to your receivers when they're open, right? Don't try to do anything too much, right? There's a lot of dropping back and, and just throwing it off his back foot. We can't have any of that. He has to play like the veteran-like presence that he was in the win streak. Right. But at the same time, I do want to say, you know, the Patriots were still fighting in that game. And you talk about, you know, throwing off your back foot. He made one of those, uh, I guess it isn't really a characteristic play, but it was nice to see that he does have that in him, you know, with crossbody, that type of, uh, I guess. Do you want to see your quarterback doing that every week? Well, um, it's, you it's, can't really well, bank on that. Well, I don't want to bank on it, but I, I'm just saying it's nice to know that he can do that if you need him to do that. But again, it's not a recipe for um, – continued success in this league but I want to talk a little bit about the Bills and you know what really allowed them to succeed offensively you know finally I've been saying this for like four weeks just get those easy completions move the ball and and there's two things here right because you don't want to be uber reliant on Josh Allen to make those plays and for a majority of the game right it was easy stuff getting to get the ball to your playmakers keep it moving but at the end of the game, when you need your superstars to shine, they will shine if you put them in a position to do so. And when you're, if you're not down by like 14 points, 17 points, whatever, you know, when you need those plays to be made, you can make those plays. And Josh Allen did that. Stefan Diggs stepped up, you know, back-to-back shovel passes from Josh Allen. Yeah, those, those touch passes were a thing yeah, of beauty. Dude, the, fo- dude, the fourth down play where the, the Patriots were there, dude, on that fake yeah. run and handoff and, Josh Allen made it right. He he made yeah. he made that play. Maybe. I mean, uh, you 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 pay your superstars to make plays like that. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I I left with more concern than uh, confidence with the Bills. Throughout the game, it was just a lot more of Josh Allen rolling out, rolling around, moving out on the field, trying to make plays with his feet. And although that's great, and it worked against the Patriots, especially because Mac Jones was turning the football over, he was. Uh, a lot of three and outs for the Patriots offense. I, I just don't see if it's going to work against the chiefs or that or even, even the Bengals, maybe even the Colts I can throw in there, right. Where if they are able to control the clock or put points on the board and the bills find themselves, uh, you know, looking up at the scoreboard and they got to come back. I, I just don't see still with the bills. It's, it's too Josh Allen centric to me. Right. Yeah. No, there were a lot of, you know, but at the same time, I think towards when when you're talking about the first half, right? I think more towards the end of the game, that's when 
Josh Allen's kind of started taking over and hey, you kind of want to see that from your superstar at the end of the game. But yeah. I, for me, maybe you feel differently, but I don't think, at least to me, I, I don't feel like he did anything to put his team in a precarious position. I think if anything, he, at the end of the game, like, I, I don't know. You tell me like, if Josh I, I, I don't think he did anything to put his team in a bad situation. No. I'm saying that if they continue this play style against a team that's not really turning the ball over right now, like the Chiefs, an offense that is gelling on a hot streak like the Bengals or a team that can control the clock with their running back like the Colts, they're going to find themselves uh, down in games. And when they're in that situation, if you just have Josh Allen rolling out, trying to make plays on his feet constantly, a defense can adapt to that and it's going to be trouble for the bills. And I, I still see a lot of that uh, against the Patriots, even though it worked this week, I, I just don't know if it's a recipe for success moving forward. All right. Yeah. I hear you. But I think if you're talking playoffs, right, it's going to have to be not just this offense, but defensively. And we saw that this week, you know, I know the the running game still kind of went off in a statistical perspective, but I think you would agree that the bills defense was much more prepared this week at least we weren't seeing like eight different carries for 50 plus yards it was a little toned down there but i don't know i was i'm glad i didn't tap out with the bills i was kind of holding on to that last grain of hope and it kind of worked out for me but i don't i don't know how to feel about this bills team because there's potential but i don't know how much potential i don't know how far they're gonna go but yeah we'll see uh, you know, before we move on to the NFC here, uh, this seventh seed uh, for the AFC, the race is heating up. Um, got the Dolphins, who are off a seven-game win streak. They're currently sitting in that spot. But you have teams like the Chargers, the Raiders, even the Ravens, despite all their injuries, still in the mix. And it's just getting more complicated because some of these teams are winning and some of these teams are just dropping games like the chargers against the Texans. <laughs> I can't tell you what happened there. <laughs> I, I can't tell you what happened there, but Justin Herbert was just playing. They, they was just throwing picks left and right. Uh, he wasn't playing clean football. Chargers team falls to eight and seven. I don't know, man. There are a, lot, a lot of things can happen here. Lot, lot of possibilities. What, what do you see, man? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I really don't know. Especially, I don't know what to make of the Dolphins sitting at the seventh seed now. I don't know, man. They got some tough games coming up against Tennessee, then New England. Yeah. If they can't find a way to win at least one, if not both of those games, they could be looking at eight and nine. I don't think that's going to be yeah. good enough. Personally, the, the team I feel good about still is the Chargers because they're still right. only at eight. If they can take care of business against the Broncos this week, and then I'm not sure who they're playing next week, but Chargers. Yeah, I, I don't know how the NFL just schedules these games. I don't know who's who's like who's the wizard behind this, but Week 18 is Raiders Chargers. So okay, that, that that is like I mean oh, that, that is, could, that is that, you're talking quintessential. That that's right. probably win and get in game right there. Right, that could be that could be your Sunday night Week 18. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens in this AFC playoff picture. Uh, and the NFC is no different. I mean, you're talking about six teams right here vying for two spots. Right now, 
you have the 49ers and Eagles sitting in the six and seven spot. Um, but the Vikings, Saints, Falcons, even Washington, after the way they kind of got humiliated against the Cowboys, they're still in this race. Um, and it is going to get interesting because the 49ers are playing without Jimmy G. Now he is injured. So they're going to be starting Trey Lance against a Texans team that looked pretty darn good against the Chargers. So, so they can play spoiler here. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this playoff picture. A lot of these teams that, you know, like the Saints, Falcons, Washington, even Minnesota, like they're still in it, believe it or not, despite a lot of bad football that's been played over the yeah. last uh, month or two. But if I'm if I'm looking at where it is, you know, I think the 49ers, they've been playing good football. Last, last Thursday night was not promising because you have that 17-point lead, I believe. And it went all south, or maybe it was 13. I'm not entirely sure. But how, what do you make of the 49ers? Are, are, are they a legit playoff team? Or they, gonna... they are a legit playoff team. If Jimmy G is starting, I, I definitely think they can shore up that spot right there. Because, I, I mean, when I'm comparing them to the rest of the teams uh, that are vying for the playoff spots, I think they're probably the most talented, been playing the most consistent football out of them. So, so they're no, they're definitely a, a playoff team, but the Jimmy G injury once again complicates things. Starting a rookie quarterback late in December, not favorable, right? A team that I, I feel really good about right now is your Eagles because they're on a roll after completely dismantling the Giants, right? Jalen Hurts is playing good football, the defense is playing good football, right? All phases of the game, they're on the same page, right? So, so I like the Eagles' chances, uh, right here. Week 18, man. That's a rivalry game, tough game down in Dallas. That's that's gonna be interesting. See yeah. how see how they fare uh against what might be probably the game of the season for the Eagles. Yeah, and the really the only thing that worries me as an Eagles fan is we don't start fast, man. We start way too slow against Washington. We started really slow, had a couple turnovers and all that stuff, and I finally figured it out, started moving the ball. Same thing this last week, you know. Uh it should have been a pick. I, I it was kind of like it was just again one of those like Jalen Hurts plays where you just kind of wish he throws the ball away and move on to the next down, you know. But he's kind of has that when things go south, he just kind of makes it more south. <laughs> but <laughs> but in the second half, he popped off though. I you gotta gotta put some respect on him. He went off watching uh, New York's defense had no answer for Philly in the second half feeling pretty good about that as an Eagles fan, but we've got to start fast, man. If we get into that 17, nothing hole in the playoffs, or maybe I'm getting ahead of myself in week 18, it might not work out for us. Yeah. I mean, once again, Washington is still no joke. You played them uh, this week. So I don't know. they, they not... just got humiliated. They, they got completely humiliated and that defensive line can get after you. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to still give the game to the Eagles, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. Perhaps we shall see. Well, and as we're making predictions for next week, we might as well move into week 17. A uh, lot of playoff implications, playoff hopes on the line. Uh, Satvik, why don't we start with this chiefs Bengals game? And I don't know. I'm picking that as my upset. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Satvik, why don't we start with this Dolphins Titans game where we're going to find out if the Dolphins are for real or are they fraud sitting there at the seven seed? Yeah, I think for me, a lot of this, you know, you talked about we're going to find out about the Dolphins, right? But I think for me, it's is Tennessee going to take care of business, right? Because if Tennessee plays good football, they don't have a slow start, you know, they get going, do whatever they can to run the ball, get the ball into A.J. Brown's hands, then I think Tennessee takes care of business. But if Tennessee starts making mistakes, that's when Miami, to me, really has a shot in this game. Because if we're just talking about Miami at their best versus Tennessee at their best, I think Tennessee's a better football team. But who's going to show up on Sunday? That's the question. Yeah, which version of the Tennessee Titans, the inconsistent one or the one that uh, is able to air it out and uh, put points on the board? Look, I'm, I'm not going to get too cute picking the Dolphins. I'm going to go pick the Titans at home here. But once again, you're 100% right when you say if we see the other version of the Titans show up, the Dolphins can come into Nashville and sneak away with the win. All right. I'm going to pick the Titans as well. But here's the only thing that does worry me, right? Because that Dolphins defense, they're, they're like, when they're at their best, they make game-changing plays, you know. You get the ball, a sack on second down, on third down. That could really put some juice into Miami's offense, get it moving, you know, win the field position game. And all it takes is maybe a couple touchdowns in the first half. And now Tennessee is looking at you know, having to come back again in the second half. Again, uh, I'm going to pick the Titans, but I'm not really – I'm not 100% sure that the Titans are going to win this football game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all about consistency, and the Titans have shown that they're a very inconsistent football team. Uh, let's look now at this Raiders-Colts game that we've been talking about. Minus Carson Wentz, is the Colts team good enough to take care of business at home? Yeah, dude, especially we're looking at the Colts depth chart here. A lot of injuries, even on Saturday night for the Colts, offensive line-wise, if your starting quarterback is not there, that would put Sam Ellinger at QB1. I'll just read out some of these names that have a big red O next to them on the depth chart. Carson Wentz, Zach Pascal, Quentin Nelson, Mark Glowinski, right guard, Braden Smith, right tackle, and then you've got Ryan Kelly, your center, Eric Fisher, left tackle, and Jack Doyle, all questionable. That sounds like that sounds bad to me. And that's just the offense. I haven't even got to the defense yet. Darius Leonard is out. Rocky Sin, Kerry Willis. And I don't know how much of this is COVID injuries. I don't know. I feel like this could be a game where the Raiders go in and maybe but take this a, was the same. This hey, this was the same team that went into Arizona and won. That's right? true. That's this true. Is the same team that, that went into Arizona and won, right? Jonathan Taylor, he was a workhorse. Carson Wentz got the job done, but they're not going to have Carson Wentz this week. So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I think this Colts team overall, they've built a very deep and talented roster. Um, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to still go with the Colts here. I'm going to still go with the Colts here. Uh, understandably, uh, we've said this all season, that the Raiders are a very inconsistent team. And we don't know which version of them is going to show up. Even with uh, a rookie quarterback like Sam Ellinger, 
I think Jonathan Taylor has shown the ability to be the workhorse and carry the load. This Raiders defense does not scare me one bit. I, th- I think this Colts team is good enough to win at home. I mean, they've given the best of best teams challenges at home with Carson Wentz struggling too, with Carson Wentz struggling, right? So they'll be good enough to take care of his home. I, th- I th- 100% confident in this pick right here. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pick the Colts as well. And the picture is really unclear right now. So I think if you're just asking me who's a better football team, the Colts are. I don't know, maybe if there's more clarity on who's playing, who's not, mm-hmm. you know. But as of right now, today, December 28th, I'll go ahead and pick the Colts. Right. I'll say this, though. This would, this would be – if they are able to win this game with these this amount of guys out, it's really telling about just how deep this team is and how far they can go in the playoffs because then you have a lot of battle-tested guys. You have a lot of guys who they're ready to play. They know what's coming. This is this is this is a extremely pivotal game, not only uh, for the playoffs, uh, literally, but mentally for these guys. It is a great. It would be great to at home win against the Raiders. All right, let's head into upsets of the week or winding down the season. Here, this is week seventeen, and last week both of us got our upset picks right. What are the odds of that? <laughs> mm, I mean, hey. Nothing better to like to be three and thirteen. Uh, <laughs> um, you're back at five hundred, so lots of lots of like there. Yep. Um, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Give me your pick. My pick. All right, and I know I talk a lot about not getting cute, but I feel like getting cute this week again. But I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. This Cardinals Cowboys game. I know, and, and if I'm taking anything away from this, right? with you and the Colts and the Rams, you just been sticking, especially the Rams, you know, they were going through a rough patch. You kept sticking with the Rams and they've kind of turned the ship around. I've been with the Cardinals for a few weeks now. Not really. Like I've been with them all season, but this rough patch over these past few weeks, I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to get cute. I'm going to pick them on the road against the Cowboys. Again, this is not because I think the Cardinals are the better football team and they're going to demolish Dallas. But here's a few things I'm looking at, right? The Cardinals, I think it's I think it's on them. I know despite, you know, D-Hop being out and they're dealing with, you know, guys not playing, I, I still think the guys that played on Saturday night, that same group can come into Dallas and win if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they don't make these mistakes. And I know this is this is a hypothetical if they don't, if they don't do this. And it's never good to live in that world of, hoping that it works out but for Dallas as well you know I feel like the last four weeks really they this is this has been their schedule they beat Washington the Giants Washington and New Orleans they haven't faced really any competition at least that's to me I I don't think they have and before that they played Las Vegas Kansas City Denver teams that are in that playoff conversation those are all losses and I think Arizona is a team that can give them trouble. That, that's what I think. Out of all the your picks this year, I think this might be the most outrageous. There, I put money on this game for Dallas to win, and they'll cover. What, what's the line at? What, what's the line for what's this game? What's the line at? at? All right, let me let me check this out here. We got. I, I want to say it's around like five points, but let, let me let me check it out. 
we have the Cowboys nine minus three. I'm putting I'll put money on that to for them to cover in. This is gonna be a two score game. This there's no way. There is no way Arizona goes into Dallas and win. I'll say this. For all you're saying about Dallas not facing competition, they, they've they taken care of games that they needed to. And this offense is in a rhythm now. This offense is in a rhythm, right? Amari was complaining. Nah, they got it in a rhythm. They got everything in a rhythm now, right? Everyone's eating. Zeke is happy. Gallup is happy. CD's happy. Amari's happy. Dak is dealing it. This offense in a rhythm is not something that any team in the league wants to face, especially not a reeling Cardinals team. I think it, it'll it be a good game, but I think Dallas's offense is going to simply outmatch the Cardinals. They're, they're just going to be running away with this game. It might be two score. It might be three score, but I think it might get ugly. If, if, if Kyler continues to play this hero ball, and throws picks and doesn't get the sticks moving. I, I Dallas's offense is going to go every single drive and score. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. But the last time you were this confident about something, which was the Patriots taking care of business against the Bills, it didn't pan out so much. But let's see. Here, here's what I'll say. Right? I, I, maybe I'm a little cuckoo on this pick. I, I'll be honest. Again, this is kind of a Maybe a part of this is me, the Eagles fan, wanting to see Dallas lose. But <laughs> I think for the Cardinals, it's the defense, man. There's still a lot of good, even on Saturday night, from that defense. I think if you get pressure on Dak, right, really, if you talk, if you think about when has the Cowboys offense struggled, it's when defenses get pressure on Dak, you put them in these third-down situations, and Washington was not able to do that, and we saw what the result was. But I think Arizona is a team. It's, it's one of, you know, a handful of teams that can really get pressure, even on the Dallas Cowboys team. I, I think you would agree to that, right? This Cardinals pass rush can, yeah. if this if the Cardinals are going to even be competitive, it's going to be because that pass rush is going to make some noise. I don't have too much to say. I probably sound like a lunatic, but <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens this Sunday, man. We'll see. You know, I, I might be also picking an outrageous one here, but I got I got the Bengals over the Chiefs at home. Um, but I'm not being cute. I, I got some logic to back this up. You know, I've been talking about the diversification of weapons that this Bengals team has, right? And this is going to be the most potent offense that the Chiefs have faced in recent weeks. And when I say um, potent, I mean, I mean, if this gets into a shootout, we're talking 48, 80 plus points combined. That that's what that's what I'm looking at for this game. If it gets uh, into a shootout, but when I'm looking at the Chiefs' past few games, right, uh, the teams that they've played, they've sort of made them one dimensional, right? Uh, by getting out into early leads against teams like the Steelers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, they've made them one dimensional, right? They can only pass the ball, and do I trust? Teddy Bridgewater to go out and get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. No, Derek Carr. Absolutely not. Uh, and Ben, big Ben, forget about it. Right. But when I'm looking at this Bengals team, they can air it out. In fact, that's what this offense is based on airing it out. So this is the most lethal pass attack that the chiefs team is going to face. And even if they're able to make this Bengals team one dimensional and eliminate Joe Mixon in that running game, 
the Chiefs' defense will only be playing to the Bengals' offensive strengths, right? They're, they're going to be playing to the Bengals' offensive strengths. So even if this game does get into a 14-0 game, I think the Bengals, out of all the teams the Chiefs have played, have the best shot of getting back into the game, which is why I think that this can potentially get into a shootout and the Bengals potentially have a chance here. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. You know, I, after what I saw last week, this this team definitely has the potential. But again, dude, that Ravens defense didn't didn't really pose a challenge to what Cincinnati wanted to do. Whatever Joe Burrow wanted, it was there on Sunday. I don't know if I can say the same about taking on this Kansas City defense. Again, it's despite what happened in September and October, I think this defense has really straightened things out, solidified themselves. And for me, it's a question of is Kansas City's defense going to make it hard on Cincinnati, right? Because if they if Cincinnati has their way, then it's probably going to be a Cincinnati win because they're going to be putting up 30-plus yeah. and you get into a shootout and then you see what happens. But I, I personally, I feel that Kansas City's defense is going to play just well enough to give – Patrick Mahomes, an opportunity to go out, do his thing. I think they get Travis Kelsey back this week as well. He was on the COVID list. And, I mean, I'll be impressed. If, if Cincinnati wins this thing, then to me, they're as and good then, as – And then the playoff picture gets interesting too because oh, then yeah. you got, you got uh, uh, I believe, an 11-5 Kansas City. If the Titans win, they're 11-5. They got the tiebreak, so they switch. Titans become the one seed, right? And then if the Chiefs lose again and the Bengals, oh my God, I'm sorry. That's why I said the possibilities, man. There's lots and lots of possibilities. The Chiefs could end up as the four seed in this playoff picture if if yeah. some if all goes right. They they could, uh, despite how well they've been playing. So it's all up for grabs right now. Yeah, man. Week 17, a lot of good football left to play, and the season's coming down to the wire. With that said. Thank you for listening to the 66th episode of the Backfield Rift. Until then, it's been Sotbek Srinivas and Arnav Rostogi. Stay safe, take care, and have a happy new year.